then we're going to take a, a little bit of a of a pivot, a different turn away um, from from things that we've been talking about. Well, I don't know. I, I guess I'm lying here. I was like, we're going to look at the art world, but it's uh, it's the art <laughs> world in relationship to AI. So mm-hmm. uh, actually, we are apparently not making a pivot. I'm realizing this in real time. Um, <laughs> I thought we were going to be like, hey, we're going to talk about art. We're going to do something like, you know, more, more aesthetic and cool. We're going to get cultured here. But in reality, we're going to be talking about um, art and and its engagement and and use and commentary on AI. Uh, there was a, a a really interesting big profile um, in the New Yorker recently by Anna Weiner, um, you know, author of Uncanny Valley. I, I I generally like Anna Weiner's work and was happy to see something by her. I hadn't really seen any any of her work um, for quite a while now, but this is a a big profile of. Um, this artist and musician Holly Herndon, um, as well as uh, her uh, husband um, Matthew Dryhurst, who is also an artist musician, and they are um, kind of this this art world power couple. They they collaborate with each other um, all the all the time. Um, so it's but it's very much a profile of the two of them focusing on Holly though, um, and they're they've really been at the forefront for years now around like kind of avant-garde and experimental uses of AI and machine learning to make art, um, to make um, artworks, to do kind of, you know, experimental art projects using AI, um, much of it commentating um, on AI, uh, com- you know, com- its commentary on kind of, you know, technological platform data capitalism, um, as well as kind of pushing the boundaries of, uh, like, you know, concerns or or questions, rather, questions around, like, you know, artist identity uh, and and output um, and, and, you know, things like that. And they've been doing this for quite a while. And obviously, this is now, like, you know, they, they have the world has kind of caught up to them in terms of this new, you know, the revolution in generative AI, and so they have really become very high profile uh, artists, but now increasingly also advocates and entrepreneurs um, in this uh, in this new this brave new world of AI art, um, machine learning as uh, as creative output. Um, you know, if we can understand it as creative in the first place, that is. But so I, I don't know. It's a it's a really interesting profile. I think you know, Ed, you really brought this to my attention as well. I had actually never really heard of Holly Herndon or Matthew Dryhurst before. I I uh, I must admit, you know, I I can't be across everything, and so. But it was interesting to read this profile and see. On one hand, how they are trying to like, you know, embrace or experiment with these tools for the purpose of, um, you know, creating art, using them as mediums for creating art, while at the same time as well, they are very much uh, trying to take a more critical and and advocacy based, you know, critical advocacy alternatives um, to the 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 potential threat of of these right like you know 
as as Holly Herndon says, you know, in a in a uh, near the beginning of this article, how do you build a new economy around this where people aren't totally fucked, right? And so that that's also seems to be motivating a lot of their work is like showing its potential for experimental art, art and expression, but also trying to build more kind of legal structures and systems, more kind of, you know, different critical approaches to building and and using the technologies that don't completely um you know extract exploit uh and and expel um artists from the the very process of creating art i don't know have have you been so you you brought this up and you said you'd been kind of interested in in holly herndon's work for a little while now what's what's um can you give us a little bit about like who the, who Holly Herndon and Matthew Dryhurst are, but also like what why what drew you to this um, to to their work? Yeah, no, I first came across um, Holly Herndon with this interview that was done between her and Camille um, Camille Sojit Petra, and um, you know this interview at Document Journal. I think the title was like you know who does your voice belong to. Um, and how Holly Herndon, you know, uh, kind of was playing with and thinking through themes similar to here. You know, there's a section of the article that talks about Holly Plus, right? Which is, uh, you know, basically this uh, AI uh, system that they've developed where, you know, kind of is an instrument, essentially, right? It takes recordings of your voice, uh, is then supposed to reinterpret them or takes audio recordings and reinterprets them as her voice. You know, when Holly released a free version, it allows people to turn things into a voice, but Holly uses it in a lot of the interviews and profiles that have popped up of her over the, you know, year leading up to this piece uh, to kind of um, open up a conversation, right? To think about uh, performance through voice, about things, about vocal sovereignty, about what creativity and collaboration might look like if artists had control, more control and more autonomy via these artificial systems instead of being subjected to them from top-down dynamics. And I think this is like, you know, that kind of, I've been, I've been following her work since I came across that interview because, you know, that angle I, it was around the time where I, I was trying to not um, throw up every time I read about someone's experiment with artificial intelligence or with systems called artificial intelligence. 